Welcome to How Leaders Lead. I'm Kula Callahan, here to bring you another edition of Three More Questions with David Novak. David, how you doing today? I'm doing great, Kula. Let's go. Well, today we're taking a deeper dive into your conversation with Mike McCoy. He's the area president of Gallagher Insurance, and he's the captain of the U.S. team at the Walker Cup, which by the time this episode airs will have just happened. Well, I know that Mike put together a great team and we brought America's very best and I hope we won. Well, I hope we won too. This episode is not only a great look into the Walker Cup and kind of the history of the tournament, but it's just a great reminder that grit gets results. There's just no substitute for that hard work, never give up attitude. And Mike's a great example of how this can lead to success, both in golf and also in business. One of the stories that he talked about was when he won the mid-amateur. He got in the bunker 15 times and he got up and down 14 times. And that only comes when you're really ready to play and you've got great determination that nothing's going to stop you. And and Mike is that kind of guy. He's he's a wonderful human being, but I'll tell you what, he's got a competitive drive and a work ethic that sets him apart. Well, that certainly comes through in the episode and definitely go back and give it a listen if you missed it on Thursday. For now, though, we're going to get rolling with our questions for today's episode. So here we go. Question number one, David, you're an avid golfer and obviously so is Mike. For our listeners who don't play golf, though, I think it'd be fun to draw some parallels between the game of golf and business. What are one or two things that come to mind when you think about what you've learned on the golf course translating into the business and leadership space? Well, number one, preparation is everything. I mean, if you're going to be good at anything, you got to spend time working on it. And, you know, I think the the greatest golfers in the world professional and amateur, put a lot of work into to really crafting their skills, doing the deliberate practice that's important so that when it comes time to, to compete, you, you're, you're ready to go. The other thing that I think golf really brings home, it really helps you assess people. You know, people always say this, it is true, that you can tell what kind of person is just by spending time with them on the golf course. You know, do they have integrity? Do they have a personality? Do they show any interest in you? You know, are they are they focused? Are they competitive? You watch somebody on a golf course for four, four and a half hours, I guarantee you, you're going to learn a, a lot about them. And I have to tell you, I'm greatly indebted to golf because almost all of my friends are golfers. And you know what else? I would say 75% of the people that I have on this podcast are leaders that I have met through golf. And, you know, without golf, I'm not sure I'd have too many friends. (laughs) (laughs) Well, golf certainly is a game that connects people. And you're right. You do learn a whole lot about someone on the golf course. You learn also a lot about their mental capacity. You learn how they respond to setbacks and mistakes, which is a pretty important characteristic to look for, especially when it comes to assessing leaders and their ability to stay positive and stay focused, even amidst setbacks. And that's actually a great segue into my question number two for you. Mike cites one of the key success factors of a Walker Cup team as being the player's ability to bounce back from setbacks pretty quickly. 
David, what are some tactics that you use to quickly get back on track and regain confidence and self-belief after a setback, say in a meeting or in a pitch conversation or a scenario where you have to think on your feet? Well, I think uh, one of the things I think every leader should have is a highlight reel. When are those times where you really stepped up and you knocked it out of the park? Write them down and create your highlight reel so that you can go to it when you do have a setback and it'll remind you that that's all it was is a setback and and you're going to do better the next time. Another thing to do, Kula, is you need to diagnose why you had the setback. (laughs) What was it that made you not do as well as you wanted to do? Understand what that is. Codify it in your own mind. Write it down if you really want to remember it. And then when you're in that same situation the next time, remember to learn and grow from that experience. And last but not least, I want to talk about one of those pitches that didn't go well for me that I wasn't able to recover from quickly. I remember early on in my career, I gave my first big business presentation. I got in that room and I must have said, you know, a thousand times. (laughs) I was so nervous. And, you know, the only way I could get over the nerves is I told some stupid little joke or did something that was goofy that make me relax. But I was terrible. I remember I went home after that meeting and laid down on the bed and put my head into the pillow. And my wife came in the room and said, what's wrong, David? She thought there was a death in the family. I mean, it was like, you know, I mean, she thought something horrible had happened. And it wasn't a a horrible thing, you know, that's truly horrible, like an event in your family that, you you know, it, it wasn't that horrific, but it was just a failure to perform when I know I needed to step up. And I have to tell you, Kula, that took me years to get over. I had a hard time being a great presenter for a long time. And finally, I got over it because you know why? I got better at doing it. I got better prepared, got some coaching on how to get better, and then actually performed in a very difficult situation at a very high level, and that gave me confidence. And when you perform and do well, That gives you confidence to do well the next time. And confidence builds on confidence. And now today, as hard as it is for me to believe it, people pay me a ton of money to give speeches to their organizations. (laughs) (laughs) And and I have a blast doing it. Uh, But that's not something that came quickly to me. That was was something that took time and grade and and preparation and, and experience. You know, I learned a lot about getting back on track and regaining my self-belief from you and Jason Goldsmith's book called Take Charge of You. In that book, you talk about this idea of detachment breathing. And where it's really been helpful for me is, I mean, I'm a golfer too. Sadly, it pains me to say not as good as you are. But when I hit a bad shot and I think I'm going to nail it and I just shank it or it doesn't go where I want it to go, rather than attaching my thoughts and perspective and posture to the shot that I just took, I take a second and mindfully detach from it. Because I think so often what, at least for me, keeps me held back is that I feel like I'm still tethered to this thing that went wrong. And so there are a bunch of different sort of mental tricks that you can do to sever that tether to the thing that went wrong. But the detachment breathing practice is one that's been really helpful for me, especially if 
I'm, you know, on the golf course or giving a, a presentation or giving a speech or something like that where I don't have time to process it and go over it in my mind. I just have to be on the go with how I move forward. And building on, on that in terms of how to quickly respond, I think it's very important for leaders to have process and discipline around what really matters. Anybody that knows anything about golf knows that process is important. And that process is the first thing you want to do is visualize what that shot's going to be. The second thing you need to do is breathe and see yourself making that shot happen. The third thing you need to do is step up and rehearse the sensation that you know you have to have if you're going to really hit that shot properly. Then when you hit that shot, then go in 100% committed to do the best you can possibly do and swing and let it go. Now, two things will happen. One is, to your point, it might not be a good shot. Basically say to yourself, all right, that didn't go where I wanted it to go. Why did it not go where I want to go? I'm going to remember that the next time I'm, I'm going to hit the shot. Then the other thing to do is if you, let's say you hit a great shot, tell yourself that was a great shot. <laughs> Celebrate that shot. And, you know, when you celebrate that, that, that shot, tell yourself, I'm a great driver. You know, I can really hit that drive. And those kind of memories help you hit the next drive really well. So when you hit the shot, hopefully you hit a great shot. Well, don't just say, oh, well, I, I hit a great shot. That's supposed to happen every time. Tell yourself, I hit a great shot. That was amazing. I am a great driver of the ball. I am a great putter. I am a great iron uh, player. When you do that, that builds your confidence and reminds you that you have the capability to perform at a very high level. If for some reason you don't hit a good shot, ask yourself, why did that happen? Think about it and then rehearse the shot again in a way that would make sure that that shot wouldn't happen again. And then move on to the next shot. The, you know, the, what they tell you in golf is, is works in business as well. Move on to the next shot. Let's say things don't work out this day or in this meeting, okay? That's history. Learn from it and go on to the next meeting, the next event, the next next day of, of business activity. I'm a great driver of the golf ball. I'm just going to start <laughs> saying that to myself all the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're, you're not going to believe it unless you hit the drive, okay? But if you hit the drive, give yourself some positive reinforcement. And if it doesn't go, if you shank it, just say, why in the hell did I shank it? <laughs> All right. Question number three. Throughout the episode, Mike offers some great advice on preparation. He says there's really no substitute for the hard work, no quit mentality. David, when you're preparing for an important performance on a big stage, what are some of the things you do to get your mind and emotions right? Well, there's a lot being written about this now, but I've, I've learned that it's really critical. You have to get rest. You have to get a good night's sleep. You know, when you sleep well, you know, you have a lot more energy to throw into whatever event you need to perform for. I always try to pump myself up by reminding myself of my highlight reel, all those times when I've delivered on those big stages so that I convince myself that I'm capable of doing it again. And then for me, you know, one of the things that's really important, I try to convince myself that I'm really needed to do this job. 
I'm the one that's perfectly suited to be on the big stage or perform in this moment. And this is my job. And this is something that I've been put in this role to, to make it happen. And I'm going to have fun doing it. Well, that does it for our episode of Three More Questions today. Thanks again for tuning in to How Leaders Lead. We're on a mission to make the world a better place by developing better leaders. And if you carve out a little time with us each and every week, we'll help you build the confidence you need to lead well. And are you ready for some football? Well, of course you are. We're moving into the 2023-24 football season. And this Thursday, my conversation is with Brandon Bean the general manager of the Buffalo Bills, who's been recognized as the top executive in football.